Ladies and gentlemen, we are here for the first episode of ABJ Podcast, episode number one. I'm here with with my boy Andrew uh, uh, Pizzo. Uh, I don't want to butcher the last name again. He's he's backstage waiting right now. But I, before I get into this, I want to let you guys know, uh, welcome to the ABJ Podcast. Uh, if you were into anything I did in the IWEP Network, whether it came to professional wrestling, pop culture, spooky par- paranormal, um, uh, interviews with everyday people, this is uh, uh, everything kind of crashed into one. And I'm very excited to take everyone on this journey. For the start of this, this will be a lot remote, um, but I do have a plan to start going with pe- two people and and doing stuff on location with the camera setup I want to do. Uh, unfortunately, budget-wise, I'm not quite there yet, um, but I want to get this gar- started enrolling. I don't want to wait until I get the funds to get what I have. But if you want to support this podcast, check out the link tree below to find all things uh, that I do. I have a Patreon that you can support as well as merchandise or donations if you'd like to. Um, also, link below for everything that's uh, for my guest. You can buy the movie we're about to talk about. You can check it out on IMDb or you can follow on Facebook. So without further ado, let me bring in my guest, Andrew. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Nothing. I am super excited about this. So if you, if, if for the people who are brand new to the ABJ podcast, welcome. If for people who have listened to our previous episode, we've done this before on interviews with everyday people. Uh, you came over, we talked about the movie, and then I had a private screening, which we talked about, which I've been flexing on everybody because I got to see the movie and they didn't. But now everyone can see it, which is exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm excited, too. You know, it, it was a lot of... Um... There were a lot of hardships getting the movie out there and making sure it was uh, released the way I wanted it to be released. You know, I wanted it to be this big, limited release because, um, you know, most times when you, you get a distribution deal, you have to buy like 30,000 copies. And what happens is if no one buys them, they end up in uh, either your your closet, your garage, wherever, or you have to sell them to uh, in bulk to like, places like dollar tree and that's why you see like fast and furious there for like a dollar 25 and um i just wasn't gonna have that you know so we we put a lot of time and effort into making uh slip covers and a new poster design getting it out there looking great you know that way people actually want to buy it and doing all the bonus features a new new ending Deleted and extended scenes, bloopers, music videos, trailers, you know, the whole nine yards and an awesome commentary uh, with me and a few of the cast members. Um, we barely talk about the movie, but you, we do, uh, you know, dive into it. It's like it. a live podcast while you're watching. It really movie. is. You yeah, know, I love it. it it's, it's like plan on it. Yeah, and he's allowed it's cold. You know, <laughs> it's awesome. You know, we just, you know, we started drinking a little bit and we just watched the movie, recorded it, and it just turned into what it was. And it, it's fun. It's it's like a whole another uh, aspect of the movie and being able to talk about it uh, with the casting crew members that were there. Um, so it was. It's just so so awesome. Absolutely. So this is the the, the storyline of the movie uh, that you could find on IMDb. So Madeline and her college friends take a midsummer vacation to their family's cabin to get one last to get together before this uh, before life sets in. During a drug induced journey, they have a deadly encounter with one of the country folks, which leads to them trying to cover up their tracks. Uh, when the county folk find out that they are uh, that the, who they are and what they have done, all hell breaks loose. Watches these footy, cities folks fight to save themselves in this action-packed thrilling all-american horror movie that will leave you breathless um couldn't that's that is the absolute best synopsis you're gonna get for a movie um before we get any further 
I want to put out right now. There are some explicit things that we're going to talk about. Um, we're not going to give away anything in the movie, but if you do buy this movie or go check it out, there is absolute big trigger warnings in this. Um, there are uh, crazy violence. Um, there is a little bit of a, we'll just say, I know like some platforms you can't say certain words, so we'll say there is a grape scene. You can <laughs> use your imagination. Uh, and there's, like I said, it gets pretty wild. Um, it is. It's yeah. very wild. <laughs> um, so... That that is where I'm going to lead in with my first question. As I say, thank you real quick to the first person in the chat saying ABJ. So getting our first love there. Thank you so much, Alex. Um, this movie went through a lot of hardships, right? You're saying you wanted this released the way you intended it to be released. Um, there's a lot of pushback you got of saying you they wanted specifically what three things cut out of this movie. We don't have to get into what they are, uh, but yeah. there was three things they wanted out. There was imagery of them in the movie. This one, I don't think is too much of a spoiler, but there was imagery of a swastika in the movie. That was yeah. a big pushback. Yeah, um, that was big. Yeah. Uh, and then there was two scenes that people, they either want it cut or at reshot or redone, and you wanted to keep them the way they were. Yeah, exactly. Um, distribution companies, along with film festivals, because we did the film festival first before looking for distribution, uh, film festivals just kept denying it. You know, even uh, Reading Film Festival, they messaged me right after I uh, submitted and they gave me my money back. They're like, I'm sorry, we can't screen this movie. You know, thank you for submitting. Maybe next year you could submit something else. And, um, you know, at, at the time I was like, that's awesome. You know, I, I set out to do what I wanted to do. But the thing is, you know, these festivals are outlets for me to show the movie to people that want to watch it. And most of the festivals we did get into were like the hardcore horror festival, you know, your uh, niche market. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix horror con, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, like festivals made for a movie like this because it's not mainstream. You know, I, I don't like the mainstream movies and that's how Backroad evolved into what it was. You know, I, I was tired of watching a movie and it's the same same damn thing over and over again. You know, a scene that an opening scene with no gore and it's supposed to hook you in. I wanted to do a, an opening scene where you know exactly what kind of movie you're watching. And it's not. <laughs> and you do. Not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and people are blown away. They're like, wow. Like, literally blown. like, what am I about to watch? And you're about to watch Backroad. And, um, you know, then there's people, hardcore fans, you know, the fans of this kind of, movie um that come up to, to me and they're like it wasn't x-rated enough and i agree with them i'm like yeah i agree it, it was exactly what i had the budget to do and hopefully with the sequel which i kind of announced didn't really announce yet but it is written i want to start shooting that next year um since back road is kind of blowing off uh, blowing up right now because um you know we we sold more than half of our, our stock so far and the uh, signed copies went like hotcakes. They're, they sold out about two weeks ago. And there really wasn't too much of a, a buzz. Like, you know, movies like The Terrifier, they have so much money and they're going to get more money to keep pushing Terrifier on all these outlets. And we have no, out, you know, we have no money backing us. You know, we have, I have like 20 bucks in my wallet right now for, for lunch, you know. So, <laughs> I mean. Life of an artist, right? Oh yeah, I was str struggling autist, you yeah. know. <laughs> Big deal for me, but um, 
you know, just getting it uh, to the right places and even distribution companies, you know, after the festival run was, uh, I, I don't want to say it was a failure. It was more of a not quite to the extent that I thought it was going to go. But uh, that's when I started reaching out to distribution companies and even distribution companies reaching out to me and I'm sending back and forth, you know, the screener cut and they're like, awesome movie, but we're going to give you nothing and cut it. And then hopefully never give you a paycheck again, you know? And it's like, no, you know, get, get out of here. F off, you know, because, you know, I want to be able to make some money. And that's when scream team came in um, and just, really kind of took it off they were like dude this is a movie we want to show and they even encouraged me to re-edit the movie so there's even more gore and longer scenes of gore and i was like i'm done with back road i'm you know i spent years just cutting it together and getting it all fixed up i watched it a million times i want it out there just get it out there and yeah they did and it, it's fantastic I, I, when i opened the box they sent me and I looked at it. I mean, I had like a tear rolling down my eye because like, this is my movie. It's exactly how I envisioned it coming out at least, you know? And, um, you know, it's, I'm just a fan doing it for other fans, not mainstream fans, you know, people, people like my friends, you know, degenerates that like watching (laughs) us scumbags yeah scumbags (laughs) you know trash you know the trash of the universe but um yeah so uh there were a lot of hardships you know making the movie to the point where actually making the movie when we were going around and you know causing search and rescues causing hell making a mess um that was the easy part it was the easiest part was making the movie you know not getting it out there so um i'm feeling up to it to getting part two done next year um kind of put a rush on that so yeah so yes uh, in the comments it says is mr pizzle director uh yes he is the director editor creator writer he's he is all but all shot it uh he is all but acting in it essentially (laughs) um yeah he he is he is the lifeblood to this which is my huge props to you man because like i said you set out even doing this podcast i get people like yo if you make it this or you do that or you like that's not my vision i don't want to be the next that thing i want to yeah. do something on my own you know um yeah like i said the, the buzz even locally is, is is hot people people are pumped for it people ex- excited um now you did have there is a story that we covered in the podcast, but I we would be it'd be really remiss if we didn't cover it once again here. So you said a little hint there of a search and rescue uh, situation that you had with your movie. Let's let's talk about how the state police and FBI got involved with your movie. All right, it wasn't just the it wasn't the state uh, the FBI. It was just yeah, I'm Yeah, local police. Yeah, so we shot. A scene and it wasn't even like a gory scene it was um uh basically they it's a hit and run and they dumped the body of the um they hit a child and they dumped his body at a stripping pit and um we had permission to be there you know first first and foremost because uh uh we called pignotti and they sent a guy out to lead us up to this little area that you'll see see in the movie and um 
we dumped the body and there was blood, you know, some blood splatter and stuff like that. You know, nothing too major, just blood splatter. Well, somebody uh, stumbled upon it on a quad, you know, maybe they were going swimming, I don't know. And they saw the blood in there like, whoa, that's, uh, we got to call the cops, you know. And they did, we did see like, ride, you know, quad riders and dirt bike riders like passing us uh, when we shot that scene. And we're shooting in like, a, you know, a really nice like 2015 Lincoln Navigator, all blacked out, you know, with tinted windows and stuff. You know, definitely not a car you want to be back, you know, on a dirt road with, you know. So um, they probably just thought that was suspicious, called the cops. They came out. They searched the uh, stripping pit. They said, now you guys are when this when the cops are arrived, you guys are done filming. Gone yeah, for the day. Yeah. I'm at home. I'm at home, yeah. uh, you know, cleaning the truck because there, of, of course, there's blood in the truck. It's not my truck to use. Um, you know, I wanted to wash it, you know, wax it, you know, return it nice, fill it, fill it up, fill it up with gas. And my mom sends me a message and it's a scoop news report about love scoop news, by the way. Oh, love scoop news. Um, it's a report about, um, uh, suspicious activity near raven run or something along those lines i read it and i'm like raven run i was up there i wonder what happened you know not thinking like it could be me you know and um the next morning you know it was a long weekend it was that was sunday night uh next morning was monday morning and uh yeah it was a busy weekend we had blood everywhere you know we shot all gore scenes that that weekend and that was the least amount of gore we actually shot <laughs> and um yeah i wake up the next morning and i read the report and i'm like i should really contact them because if we were up there and we did leave a little bit of a bloody mess which you, you can't clean up fake blood from dirt you know you just let the rain um wash it out eventually but um i call the state police and kind of tell them everything that happened and i was asking questions where it was and they told me where it was i was like yeah that was probably probably me that did that that mess and um there really wasn't anything he, he could do you know to me because since i had permission which as any filmmaker i get permission get permission all the time you know no matter where you are you know if you're especially if you're making a mess like that or you're shooting a horror movie where people are screaming you know cops just delay the day and when like me when i'm working literally 14, 15 hours a day, you know, controlling all these people making this movie. I don't have time to lose to talk to the cops about uh, um, what we're doing. You know, mm -hmm. that actually annoys, annoys the hell out of me because I'm focused on making the movie. And like when people come up and they want to talk to you while you're in work mode, it's just like, dude, I, I got a job to do. You know, I'm, you could sit there and watch and like maybe on lunch break we could talk, but you know we gotta get stuff done, you know, because we're, I hate wasting people's time and I hate wasting my time as well. So you want to keep on track the entire time, and once you get off track, it's hard to get back on track mm -hmm. because everyone's laughing and you know either drinking or getting high, whatever they're doing uh, to pass the time. So um, always get permission. I, I know that's what it all comes down to and maybe higher security that they could just kind of push people away. If you're filming like an intense scene in public, luckily for me, back road was all in, in the country. You know, we saw 
you know, three, four cars passing by us when we were shooting the, uh, the cop scene where they pulled the kids over mm-hmm. and, you know, nobody stopped and asked, Oh, you guys. Okay. You know, what are you guys doing here? I think we had a lawnmower, uh, someone on a lawnmower come down and just ask us if we were okay. And we're like, yeah, we're fine. We're just shooting a movie. He's like, okay. And he turned around and went back home. But um, which is a great alibi if you actually do commit a murder. Just be like, yeah, we're shooting a movie, and I'm like, oh, okay, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carrying a body out of fucking a car. You know? and it's like, what are you guys doing over here? We're making a movie, you know. Oh, okay, see you. Yeah, I think there was a a, a documentary I watched about a guy who was like killing people in his garage, and he would literally tell his neighbors that like, hey, I shoot movies in my garage, so you might hear screaming and you might hear, like. <laughs> And, and hear like loud noises and his neighbor's like oh yeah he just shoots movies over there and then the cop's like no no he was killing people oh. <laughs> like yeah that legit happened once yeah oh wow yeah that's awesome but yeah so what ended up being the result of this the cops said they were they, they actually took samples and everything like that like it it, yeah. it was it almost cost them a little bit of a penny to, to stumble across this scene and by the time you were able to realize oh that might have been me yeah it was uh about twenty five thousand dollars um Add that to the budget, man. You guys nailed it. No, I'm not adding that to the budget. I mean, (laughs) they should have just gave me the money. I mean, we'll make it better. But uh, that's like, that's more than our whole budget for the movie. Yeah. And like a lot of people don't get that. Like they see it shot well and like uh, the the performances are phenomenal all across the board. And um, they think it's like this multi-million dollar movie. And it's like, no, I'm just a guy who who has a camera and knows what he's doing and I'm making this movie. You know, it's not like any there's any backing. Most of the money, you know, came from my pocket or, you know, producers' pockets. And, you know, it's not much, you know, for what we did and how we we actually shot it. I mean, I've seen worse movies shot for, you know, two hundred million dollars, you know, like well, maybe not two hundred million dollars, but yeah. You know, I'm not a Marvel guy, more DC. So just about every recent Marvel Marvel movie, I'm just I'm I'm kind of off the superhero phase. Now, uh, one quick sidebar question: oh Did boy. you watch the new Doctor Strange? I did. I did. What did you, I, what did you think I, as a horror fan? I did not enjoy it. I really, mean, I liked it. I, I love Sam Raimi though. A lot of people do. I do. I don't. I hate the Evil Dead. I hate both. Really. Of them. All three of them. The well, everyone, TV. it's been real. Uh, we'll see you next. No. <laughs> yeah. well, that's usually what people say. Like, even, uh, you know, Flannery, he loves the evil dead. And I always bust on him. I'm like, I hate it. He's like, how could you make horror movies and be who you are and hate the evil dead? Yeah. Everything I, about Sam Raimi is what you want to be in life. Like you made it in, like he made an independent movie with no money. Everything, everything yeah. that you went through, yeah. Sam Raimi wrote the book on. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And I, I hate it. I hate the movie. I mean, I, I'm just not a big fan of I like his Spider-Man movies. But besides that, I oh, Darkman, too. I always yeah. like uh, Darkman. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, to the world. I'm going to get a, a, a bunch of hate because of yeah, that. Mario's yeah. already saying, wow. And I mean, he didn't like Multiverse of Madness either. But he said, come on, man, Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry, man. I, I just don't I don't like the Evil Dead movies. And I do like the remake. I actually love, adore the remake because it's it's actually scary, you know? like oh, the, the Evil I, Dead remake is done very, very well. Yeah, it's, it's done fantastically. And, it, you know, 
still doing it all practically with a, a bunch more money, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, you know, crucify me. Now, <laughs> yeah. if people were to say, what, what is the vibe or if you had to compare it to a mainstream movie or a horror movie, they've probably seen where would Backroads fall into? I would say it's a combination of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and I Spit on Your Grave, uh, kind of mixed with like a little bit of Wrong Turn. Um, you know, combine those movies and you kind of get Backroad. But, you know, as time went on, like even when I was writing it, I wasn't really writing it as a movie I was going to make. Um, one of my favorite, I wouldn't say favorite movies, but a movie I kind of enjoy watching, but it kind of sucks. It's kind of trashy. A movie called Deliverance uh, from the 70s. And I always kind of considered Backroad an updated, not remake, but like reboot, reimagining of Deliverance. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that's more, you know, these people go into the backwoods and they dis- dis- uh, discover humans you know not monsters or mutants you know it's they're more humans are the the real monsters in this movie and they're in a way they're all kind of monsters including madeline in a way and if you watch the movie i don't want to spoil it there's like little hints that she's really not that good of a person you know and and um i lost my train of thought anyway yeah the people who the 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 protagonists in the movie uh, are not good people you want to root for because what yeah. they did was wrong. Like you said, it like they it's a hit and run. They hit a kid exactly. and they try to hide the body. And what the body they end up hiding is a family that they didn't want to mess with. And like exactly. it to me, it has that realism where if you go in certain parts of of the we'll just say Pennsylvania, imagine Tennessee, North Virginia, like like all these like back wooded areas if you're an outsider and you don't know your way around you can easily be taken advantage of and taken to a spot where no one's gonna hear you scream you know what i mean and and the chances of them finding you are very slim like that there is parts of the world like that there's parts of that in our country like that um and and that's where the horror sets in where you're in someone else's backyard and they know every nook and cranny and that's the the scary part about this movie where from the jump they are not in control from the jump they have no idea where they can go and get away like everything about this movie is you are in the 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 killer's backyard exactly you know it's their world not theirs and like these people you know they're they're almost like given everything in in life like uh fox isn't driving his car it's his dad's car you know um they're all just the uh almost a reflection of today's society. You know, they, you know, even changing a tire is a task for most people. Um, You know, changing your brakes, doing, you know, filling your gas pump, you know, there's some people that never even touched a gas pump in their lives. So like, you know, then they come into the, the, you know, the redneck area that these inbreds who, you know, this is their life, you know, and they're slowly destroying it. But, um, with Backroad 2, that whole world is going to kind of open up because there's a lot more people than you know of uh, kind of coming coming into this world. And it's a direct sequel to it. It picks up right where part one uh, leaves off. 
So um, now the ending I seen is that the is that the still the original ending or did you change that? Because you said that the, if you buy the DVD, there's a, a new ending. Yeah, the new ending is actually the original ending. Uh, so the one I seen is the new ending. Yeah, that's the the new ending. After there's actually like two endings. There's one where she's kind. Of, well, I'm yeah, don't gonna, say nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I keep forgetting we're live here, and maybe yeah, yeah. watch the movie. But um, there's a whole nother ending that um, it just didn't work out. There was there was some issues on set. Uh, one of the actors got stabbed in the face with a prop knife. You know, a l- little tiny uh, nick on his lip, but it kind of killed the vibe of the whole whole day. And I didn't feel maybe the the ending wasn't what I envisioned it being, but I just I, I think the ending just kind of suffered because of that little incident. Um, yeah, and we de- we were delayed, um, and part of it was the cinematography uh, as well. You know, trying to shoot it during sunup, like the um, the second it turns from dark to. dark is tough so people who don't realize a lot of times when you watch a movie and it's shot at nighttime that's edited (laughs) that was shot like a lot of times they're shot in broad daylight and they edit it to look like it's night like they're they are so good at editing that they you will think it's shot at night and it's not because shooting in low light for a camera is extremely difficult yeah it 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 sucks you know but um yeah, the uh, that alternate ending that was the original ending. Um, I liked it to a point where I actually cut it together, but when I was cutting back road together and just watching the footage, I was like, "No, I'm not doing this. I'm not ending it here." And I was, you know, I kept thinking like, "I need this ending to be a lot bigger and better." And I rewrote the whole ending uh, after the whole movie was done. Came back shot that last scene and then I still didn't like it, you know? And so I shot an extended ending um, because like it kind of ended just like any other movie where it just kind of ends. And I didn't like that. I wanted a good ending. And that's when I went back to the Creek, which you, you, you would know mm-hmm. more about that and um, shot that, that little sequence. I was like, this is my ending. And um, I think it, that turned out way better than the ending that we originally shot. You know, just kind of um, it's just way better, in my opinion. Yeah. You now, know, it's, it's shocking. You know, you open with a shocker, uh, you shock people throughout the whole movie, and then you end on something that's so unexpected, you know, and hopefully not stupid, because I, I think it, I, I love movies like that. Unhappy. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like the unha- that's why I was a huge fan of Sinister. Um, because Sinister there's no happy ending. I was like, every movie has a conclusion, and Sinister's like, Nope, I win. You know what I mean? Like, not spoiling anything, but that's yeah. why I enjoyed Sinister. But um, so uh if if, if this is something you don't want to speak on or talk about, that's fine. Uh, I understand. But uh one mm-hmm. of the members of the movie, uh a major member of the movie has has, has passed away since the time of yeah. filming and now. Yeah, Brian DeSanto, uh he passed away. Um on Thanksgiving of last year. And in a way I was, I was more heartbroken because I knew he was in part two and he was going to go on for like part three. And like, you know, I want, I I do want to make back road a trilogy. You know, it's just finding 
the time, money, and resources to do all of it. But um, yeah, when he passed, I was I was just so disappointed. Um, you know, he 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 was great. He was a great guy. He was difficult uh, at times, but that was just his mindset, you know. And you know, the character that Brian played, you know, brought up a lot of issues in his his own life, and I feel like that, you know caused him to kind of intoxicate himself um more and more so um you know that he he was an animal i i know he he loved whiskey and when he got on set we were shooting the dinner table scene and i poured him a little you know a pint of whiskey thinking okay you could just sip on it throughout the night that's enough He, he chugged it like a shot like right down i was like he's like can i get more and i was just standing there like all right, here's a bottle, and he killed. Uh, he, uh, I don't know what the the uh, correct term is, but the, the handle. Yeah, is it the handle jug of I think so, uh, yeah. Jack Daniels? And he killed that whole bottle that night. So um, he was he was a drinker. He loved his whiskey, and um, he's. I hope he's, you know, free from all his demons. Um, he it, it was just a traumatic loss for all of us. I, I was just he he definitely shocked. plays the character. Like you, you watch does. him on scene, you're like, this is him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wish he was in the movie even more. I wish I shot more stuff with him because, like, you know, I could have used it in either part two, part one, um, wherever. But um, I I feel like I think I did mention about rewriting parts of uh, Back Road Two, and that's they're kind of the parts I need to rewrite and um, because I'll never replace them. I could look for people for years and years and I'll, I'll never be able to find someone as talented as uh, Brian. Um, he just brought it. He really did uh-huh. bring it. And you know, the, the thing about him, he scared the fuck out of all the cast members. You know, everyone was afraid of, of him. Everyone hated him actually, you know, they didn't want to work with him again. And, um, you know, he just brought that, that monster to life. You know, he was a monster. I helped him create and, um, you know, hopefully, uh, with back row two, I'll be able to kind of fix that little plot hole and, you know, continue the story and continue his legacy as that character, because he does play a huge role in the, in part two and part three as, as well. And, um, without him, you know, it's still going to go on, but um, just a little bit differently without him. So, yeah. Well, luckily you do have a, vo- a good, um, we'll say side partner to him in the movie as a family member who I think on screen, very shined like a, like a diamond. And that's Flan. Flan, Flan looks like a horror movie villain and his yeah. persona and who he is as a person and his love for horror. He gets it. Um, it's awesome. He, he's yeah. the main reason why I watched the movie. I'm a, I've been a fan of him and his family and his brothers for a very long time. And, yeah. uh, and when I was like, Oh, he's in it. I'm in. Yeah. He he's awesome. And when he came on board, there were like pair, you know, one little sentence, uh, descriptions of them and, uh, maybe another, uh, paragraph of like action that he would have to follow. And he ended up being in the movie, a lot more like if you read the original script 
Flan's character, uh, Cletus, isn't really even mentioned in the movie. It's all about Charlie, Charlie Ray. Same with uh, Reming, Remington. Um, those characters were very minimum. Um, they're just kind of background throwaway characters. And they just brought it and like brought those characters to life. And I added a few other uh, extra scenes with them. Um, just because they were so good at what they were doing, you know, I had to use them. But um, Flan, it, it, even though he died in part one, uh, the first one, no offense, well, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, he's coming back for part two, you know, and he's gonna be, you know, he might get a bigger role now that, um, you know, Charlie Ray is kind of in the in the corner somewhere. So um, he is coming back, not as Cletus, but a new character. Because he actually, he's different. He got fatter. You know, he's he looks completely different with longer hair and uh, the beard now. Um, he looks completely different. So it's kind of easy to bring him back in as a new character. And his character is going to be basically Ryan Flannery um, playing a psycho again. You yeah. know, which, you know, isn't too, you know, they're not too far apart. So, yeah. But, Another thing with this movie uh, that I feel like a lot of people are going to be really, really shocked with, with a low budget and independent film and essentially what you did with what you had. Um, the, the the cinematography is good. The, the the drone shots you use are well over the mountaintops and everything like that was done very, very well. Camera work was good. Um, but the, the real show stealer to this movie, and I think the big thing about your your productions that you do and your things going forward. Uh, if you, if you're interested, go check out um, recently at Pilgaroo, they shot a commercial for their upcoming beer. Um, and you guys were behind the special effects and the things that happened in that commercial, but yeah. these special effects in this movie are brilliant. Um, there's going to be times where you're watching this where you're like, was that real? Was that a legit thing? <laughs> um, because, We'll say during the triggers to triggering part of the movie where some people like, like I said, if you're if your first time tuning in live or you're listening to this, if there are certain gratuitous scenes that you're not comfortable with in certain horror movies, this is not for you. Like we said before, not a mainstream movie, but the scene that is going to be the most triggering to you, most horror movies are going to cut away and make you think with your imagination that you know what's happening. You guys go for it. <laughs> um, and not only do you go for it, but the special effects make you think, am I looking at something that's real? Um, well, that's and good. For, and for being a lower budget movie, independent film, the special effects shine through. So let's give some props to the special effects guy and who you work with. Uh, uh, the special effects guy was uh, Matt Stroger and Tom Smith. Uh, uh, Tom Smith is from Sick and Twisted Effects. Uh, Matt Stroger, uh, we still work with. He did all the work in the um, the Pilgaroo commercial. Um, he's he's a fantastic guy. Both of them are uh, good special effects artists, and both of them together just really made them shine. Um, and just uh, yeah, I I always pushed it because they they were like we could save money by not showing this kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, we're showing it. I want to see it. I want to, you know, make people see it. You know, I want people to feel forced to watch it, you know, because like that was the main goal of Backroad because, you know, they're always cutting away. They're always cutting away from the gore because someone's like, oh, I don't want to see that. Well, I want to see it as, you know, go see like 
Disney movies or something. You know, I, if I if I walk into a, an R-rated movie, I want to be blown away. I want I want to feel like I'm watching an R-rated movie. And um, to me, Backroad really isn't R. You know, it, it is like that NC-17. Uh, <laughs> it could uh, be an X. You know yeah, what I mean? The X rating, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, is that porn? Are you watching porn? No, I'm not. I'm not making porn. I'm not watching porn. I'm <laughs> making a homage to, you know, like Friday the 13th when they first s- submitted that, you know, they got their dreaded X rating, which no, no theater would show. And I wanted to pay homage to that x rating you know and show people like yeah we could show gore now you know because there's a bunch of like underground movies uh like unearthed films you know the american guinea pig movies where it's nothing but gore you know and people love that you know there's freaks freaks that watch that i i mean i watch it too you know but i don't watch it on uh you know weekly or anything you know it's it's just cool to kind of watch you know you're having a bad day yeah cut up this uh woman tied to a, a, a bed for the whole movie you know L- let's do it but um you know i, I did want to tell a story i didn't want it to just all be gore i wanted it to kind of you know be this intense ride where it just keeps getting worse you know their day just keeps on getting worse and worse and the special effects that you see we show them you know because like that's that's a fun part of horror movies you know spraying people with blood and showing people killing people having fun you know like that's that's just like disturbing you know and that's the kind of movie i want to watch and like my friends want to watch and you know hopefully it gets out to the right people and no one you know puts it in on like thanksgiving dinner even though you know, usually I would, you know, I would watch yeah. like I spit on your grave or uh, <laughs> cannibal Holocaust, you know, on, on there's some cannibal Holocaust vibes. <laughs> yes, um, you know, and that's one of my, my top 10, I would say, you know, cannibal yeah. Holocaust I, movies like Salo, which Salo is just the book's worse, but I mean, the movie's just like, no wonder that they killed the director off, you know, before yeah. the movie was premiered. So, but yeah. It is. Oh, it is. oh, go ahead. I was a little bit of delay. I apologize. It's good. Um, yeah, the like I said, very well done. I think people are going to enjoy it. But like I said, if you're very sensitive, things maybe maybe take a pass on that one. You know what I mean? Um, when when we sat back when we sat down back in 2018, um, <laughs> you, you were you were. You were at a point where you're not defeated, but you were you were definitely in this mindset where you're like, I don't know who's gonna see this. Like you, you kind of when we yeah. when we sat down to the interview, it's like we're doing an interview about a movie no one can see. Um, you were being shut down by all film festivals, all yep. streaming services. Uh, you were in a point of of despair. Um, oh, I think there's a little bit of lag. He 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 stepped away for a second. Um, oh, you back? Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah okay. Never, your, yeah. your your camera turned off for a second. Um, oh, sorry. But yeah, so. Uh, you were in that you were in that spot um and i even i told you then and i was like hey man don't be upset about this the audience that you're trying to make this movie for is going to hear it's been banned here and i told you to use your marketing i said lean yeah. into this it's it's been banned here it's banned from there nobody will play this movie nobody will let you see this movie and you kind of did as well with the with like you sold popcorn bags and airplane barf bags you know what i mean like you you knew you knew what you made you knew who this audience was for and i think you're going to be rewarded for that and sticking true to your vision um 
I, I'm excited now that people can go online and order this movie and it'll be sent to their house. Link below if you want to buy this movie. And I, it's not, it's super affordable. I think it's like 20 some bucks. Yeah, 20 bucks and then 25 with the slipcover, which I do recommend you getting the slipcover. Uh, just yeah. because it's cool. It's the original artwork and then it's a new artwork uh, below it. You know, the actual Blu ray artwork is um, fantastic. But I always love the uh, original artwork as well. And just having that slip cover, seeing two different covers, you know, when you open it, it, it it's awesome. You know, I collect movies, so I have like 5,000 movies in my whole collection. So Yeah, we see a stack cover. behind you. <laughs> yeah, you see, that's my new stack. That's mostly like 50 cent buys at the at the hometown auction. Yeah. You know, some guy selling 50 cent movies. How can you go wrong, you know? And there's some gems, probably some trash, but whatever. I'll give them out for like Christmas gifts or something. Yeah. But no. um now what um uh, the big place that i feel like i thought would have been a home run for you once it was starting to get big was was shutter what happened with shutter like is that is that still a thing or is that completely off the table um right now it's probably going to be off the table um it's banned i, I don't want to say banned it's red flagged but i i like saying banned because you know it sounds better but it's red flagged in all those areas that you keep talking about where there's extreme you know nudity or violence or gore um they want me to cut it and i just simply refuse you know which I, is I, insane because there's things in shutter that you're like wow yeah that, that's what i'm saying you know but you know this is a little movie i guess you know you don't have the legal team to essentially fight back and yeah. get it put is essentially what legal it comes team down to. or money i guess yeah. you know, just keep pushing it like forward with them because like there is a lot of weird stuff on shutter even amazon prime uh netflix you know there there's all kinds of uh weird movies and you know movies that show this kind of stuff but i guess it it's just too extreme for them um, special effects guys your your, your guys yeah. killed it <laughs> yeah. you know and you know i i pushed them to show it you know they're like you know <laughs> you're probably gonna end up cutting this and i'm like i'm not i'm 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 shooting it the way I'm cutting it, you know, I'm getting the shots that I need that, that match up in my mind, how I see the movie. So like, I, I was always pushing on that. Uh, there's only one kill in the movie. It's ax killing where it's like, it cuts away, you know? And that was like, how are we going to do that? You know, without spending a lot of money. And, you know, they, they killed it on that as well. Even though I think the, uh, the ax looks a little fake, but that's probably just me. Hopefully not too many people will notice that, but um, that's only like cutaway kill that we actually see in the movie. I think I'm, I'm almost positive. So, yeah, I, I mean, I've only seen it a half a million times, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's something, man. Like I said, it's really, really, it's done well. Um, and, and it's cool that it came from, you know, essentially came from the skook you know yeah. it's it's something that uh i think people in the area can can kind of hang their hat on and be like yo it's kind of dope that this came from our back our backyard yeah uh about 85 percent of the movie was shot in schuylkill county um like like i said before we had gears brewery sponsor us you know we showed their their products in the movie we shot down at pat garrett's which i'm not too sure if that's across the schuylkill line but it's still local to us, whatever. Um, I wanted to get Yingling to sponsor us. They never responded back, but <laughs> you know, 
it's probably for the best because we made our own like beer labels out of IPC or IBC root beer. Just yeah. come on. And like we had soda, you know, fake, you know, fake uh, drinkable beer, I guess. So um, it was, it was fun, you know, just getting, you know, those little details. I think it was white coin ale or something like that. Uh, one of the bands we used, they printed up stickers and they were like, here, use these for the beer bottles. I'm like, Oh, fuck yeah let's do it so i slapped them on like a 24 pack i still have one in the fridge but it's probably like flat by now or it's yeah. fine but um what was your question i'm sorry I, I no just on. just just kind of just talking about the movie in general i'm actually pulling up some photos here that i'm going to drop in that people can see uh so we talked about you know the main guy in the movie unfortunately who passed away this is yeah. the shot of him here yeah uh, during the movie uh and then and then i just wanted to put this up for people to see uh this is this is the movie uh and the slip cover right now uh, available uh screen screen releases.com so make sure you you uh you go check that out and and support um some awards won here um i have put up the film festival awards for best special effects as well as second runner up for backward hardcore horror fest oh yeah that was that was crazy um I went there, that was in 2019, right before COVID, I believe, or maybe 2018, actually, late 2018. And we went there to Indiana, small little theater, awesome guys um, that run it. And um, I didn't expect to w win anything uh, because it was a one-day event. There are movies like Clownado playing, and there was another movie by Dread Central that got pretty big a few years ago. I forget the name of it, but it was shot really nice. And um, Clownado had some awesome gore in it. I, I enjoyed it, and I hate movies like Sharknado and just any clown movie. It's oh, I, I'm, so, I'm so in for the campy shit. I love it. <laughs> I know. I mean, The Lost of Pastor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard about that. I haven't seen it. I've seen it on Amazon Prime. I'm like, oh, it's stupid, but it's great. I gotta be like trashed to enjoy movies like that, and I don't get trashed too often. And you yeah, know, if I do get trashed, I want to watch something good and not waste my time. You know, like Basket Case two or three or something like that. But um, mm -hmm. for the uh, that it was just shocking, you know when. Uh, they announced best special effects, and I was like, "Oh my god, Backroad won best special effects! It's awesome!" And then right after they did sec or uh, runner-up film or second—I forget how they placed it, like second place or runner-up film something—and um, I, I ran back up. I was like, "Oh my god, we won two awards at our first uh, film festival circuit!" And that's when I I kept pushing it in other film festivals and just kind of wasting time, you know, um, because like it really didn't go too much further. We did get some special effects, but um, at the time I didn't know you could still find distribution and still submit to those um, film festivals. So in that time period, you know, for future filmmakers, I would definitely find distribution first then start submitting to film festivals and hopefully by the time Backroad actually, or your movie, not Backroad, your movie actually comes out, you could um, sell it immediately. You know, you, there's no waiting, you know, and that, that was most of the, the 
uh, heartache was just waiting throughout uh, the film festival period, then the uh, COVID period. And then from the time we signed the paperwork for Backroad with Scream Team, it's over a year now uh, since we've signed that paperwork, uh, going on two years, actually. And the movie's just coming out now. So, you know, you have time to do the film festival run and still get the movie out there at the same time without that waiting period. So, mm-hmm. so in closing, anything you want to say to the people listening or uh, words of encouragement for people who are, who want to make a film or anything like that? You know, honestly, um, there's a few things I do want to say about that. You know, when I first started writing back road, I had no idea how, how I was going to make it. I knew I, I'd have to f- make it on my own, but then I found a small team and that's really all you need to get started. You know, just find people that read the script and they're like, dude, this is awesome. I want, want part of it. Like, uh, that's how I found Ryan Flannery. He found out I was making a movie in the Skook. He, he messaged me. He was like, dude, I want, I want in. I want to know more about it. He read the script. He's like, this is, this is awesome. I'm in. And we're still working together. Um, you know, and just slowly build your team of people that, you know, support you, you know, um, creatively and, and like morally, you know, be a good person. And if you have enough passion and drive, you'll be able to do it. Just don't expect to make much money off doing it. You know, that's, the, you know, that's the thing, you know, everyone wants like that big terrifier moment, you know, where you, you make a movie and you make millions off of it, but that comes to people that wait and keep doing it. You know, even if you don't, um, make it your first time, you know, there's always a second time and a third time because even with back road, I was like, what's next? What am I going to do next? And I ended up doing commercial work and, uh, another feature film and actually two feature films, uh, after back road. And, you know, you just keep working, you know, keep getting it out there and get your movie available to watch to people. You know, the last time we talked, it wasn't out yet, you know, so not nobody saw it. You know, I watched it with a few friends and that's it. So I would definitely just keep keep going. You know, and if people tell you no, use that as uh, inspiration to keep going because uh, a lot of people told me no. And I was like, you know what? I don't need you then. You know, move aside. I'll do it myself. So um, never stop. You know, you got to keep grinding. You know, if you want the retirement life. You know, get a nine to five job and hopefully retire by your, by the time you're 65. But you know, it's a lot of hard work, too. You know, you got to put in the time. You know, you, you work a 12 hour day, you come home, you write, you edit, you know, you plan. And, you know, one day it's all going to work out. So I love that, man. That's exactly. And that doesn't go for making movies. That's anything in life you want to yeah. chase. Just keep doing um, watching the trailer on Drew's YouTube channel. Uh, and I subscribed. Thank you. Uh, and that's for 
uh, Mike C. Uh, if anyone has any questions, we are closing up at the end here. I, I want to try to keep this podcast to about 45 minutes to an hour. But I, when they when we do do these live, so I have a bunch that are scheduled to be live. Um, I have a lot of people in the independent wrestling scene that are going to be coming on, as well as independent uh, the music scene and a few other people who just have stories to tell. And I'm just kind of filling in time before so people can put their questions in. But where, what people can expect from this podcast going forward is is just people with stories to tell, people who have made cool things, people who have you know topics to talk about. Even if you're not someone who made a movie or you're not a professional wrestler or you're not a musician, this is still open to you. If you have a story or an experience you went through and you feel your story can help somebody, uh, please, please hit me up. Um, it's not just for creators and small businesses and stuff like that. Um, it, it's open for everybody. So if you want to be a guest on the podcast, please, um, Anthony Blackwell Jr. on all social media. You can follow me and shoot me a DM and let's get it set up. I have a bunch of interviews set up, but we we can get you in. Um, but here's our first question. Thoughts on Tom Savini? He's my favorite. Uh, I know for me personally, I love Tom Savini. I met him twice. And uh, Dawn of the Dead is my all-time favorite movie. I love Don and the Dead, and I'm reaching for something because uh, I'm. I got to hold. I got to hold the cock gun. From oh, the cock gun from uh, from yeah. Dustal Don. Dustal Don, yeah. That's so awesome. Oh, there goes a bunch of stuff that. Uh, that sounded uh, expensive. No, it's fine. So, <laughs> um, it's funny. Me and Ryan Flannery have been talking about this since Backroad, and it was going up to Tom Servini. And getting a picture of Rick Baker signed by him. <laughs> that, that's Tom Serini's <laughs> autograph on Rick Baker. I thought he was going to find us, you know, because even everyone that was at the convention, uh, it was a PA Horicon, uh, we kept telling him, yeah, we're just going to mess with them because, you know, we're, we're jokesters. You know, we would like to mess around with like the celebrities because we really don't like fanboy out. You know, when we meet people, I'd rather meet people and just have a good conversation with them. Same. Same. Or or like mess with them, you know. And I don't want to say what you know other stuff I did, but this was probably the best. Uh, just walking up to him, and I'm like, "Here, I have something for you to sign." And I hand it to him, and he's looking at it. And he just looks up, but this is Rick Baker. And I'm like, "Yeah, I know. Can you sign it?" <laughs> he's like, "Why?" I'm like, "It's awesome." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day you'll see it. And he signed his name, and we got a picture. It was me and Flannery by it. Um, that got it signed and we took a picture with him and he he's just so happy and it, you know ryan like he's like yes yes <laughs> walking around screaming uh, i was like <laughs> so i do like tom servini rick baker is better but tom servini did a lot of a lot more horror than rick baker um as far as uh dawn of dead uh friday the 13th creep show which i i absolutely love and um what else? The Dead movies, which are my favorite movies. Um, he's a good guy. He he actually is a really good, talented artist. Um, but I I just, I just like messing with people. I like yeah. messing with artists. But- I I, uh, I met him at Steel City Con, and yeah. nobody was at his table. And I he was having a conversation with somebody, and I thought it was like his handler or somebody he was with. And I didn't want to interrupt the conversation. I kind of walked up and I was kind of looking at his table, and he's like. Uh, what's up man i was like what's going on and he goes hey i have somebody else here do you mind and the guy's like yeah no problem so i guess it was just somebody else who was just there and it was like the day two with a con or day three and essentially like the guy sitting next to him was just someone who came to his table and instead of just standing there awkwardly he like told the guy to come behind the table and sit down and had a conversation with him oh that's pretty awesome yeah 
you see, I like that more, you know, just even like not even talking about horror movies, like, you know, just kind of stroking his ego. Oh, I yeah. love show or I love Friday the 13th. You know, it's more well, yeah, like so he had a stack of posters and he's like, which one do you want autographed? And I'm flipping through, flipping through, flipping through and I'm going and I'm going and I'm going. He's like, what are you looking for? And I was like, there's only one movie poster. I want to get autographed by you and it's my favorite and I can't find it. Like all of the Friday the 13th are there. All the Dust Till Dawns are there. And he's yeah. like, what are you looking for? I'm like, dude, we're, we're in Monroeville. I want Dawn of the Dead. And he's like, there's one left. It's I think it's towards the very bottom. And I pulled it out and it was the purple yellow background. Yeah. With the, and I pull and I hand it to him. And he goes, yeah, I, I, he goes, good pick. <laughs> Essentially is what he said. And I was like, thank All you right. so much. And got to talk to him. And it was amazing. Another person I met at that con that was uh, very, very gracious and just gave us a lot of his time because nobody was at his table. And I think if you try to do this now, it would be impossible. Was Ralph Macchio. Nobody. The Karate Kid. Oh, OK. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And and I was just and nobody was near him because like no one cared about the Karate Kid. Now the Netflix show, like I'm sure if he went to a con, his line would be 14 hours long. Uh, Anthony oh, yeah. Graves in the chat saying, "Black, well, what's up?" Um, anyone else? Any, uh, sorry, I, when I met him, he uh, he had his newborn daughter at the time, so yeah, it was just talking cool and not fanboying out. Yeah, super cool dude. And also, th Mike, thank you so much for the subscribe. If you guys are watching, uh, please hit that subscribe, hit that like. Um, thank you everyone for the interactions. And if you can share this out and just say, Hey, check out this cool interview and, and, and support, not only does it help me with the, with the growth of my podcast, but I want people to buy this movie and support, um, drew here so he can, he can continue on his journey. And if you do buy the movie, please head over to his Facebook page, um, back roads, the movie, and there's a review tab, write a review, say what you thought about it. Um, same with us, like reviews go a long way. Really this do. will be out audio only also, um, but the video aspect will come first to everybody. But um, anything else, Drew, in closing? Uh, no, just, um, you know, support your local filmmakers, support your local artists. Um, you know, you see us walking around, you know, just come up and give us a dollar. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> joking. But, uh, yeah, just, you know, support. And it could be anyway, just shit liking their stuff on facebook leaving a review um sharing it that that goes a long way because people yeah. might see that that are interested in it you know because like you know people are always asking me like why aren't you in hollywood yet and because you haven't hey, shared my shit <laughs> yeah yeah you, you saw my TikTok. I, like, I love that tiktok about yeah. you know i heard that i'm like yeah you didn't share my stuff because you know you share stuff or you like it you know and you know, that's all you do. I mean, it, it's just like you have to support each other. You know, it's not. And so many people look at it as as a competition. You know, I'm always sharing other people's stuff when I have time. You know, it's I, I'm terrible on social media, especially with birthdays. But, um, you know, if you see us walking down the street or we come into your shop and we're we're like, we need a place to shoot, you know, help us out, you know, help, you know, come on the podcasts do whatever you can to help people like us out because we're following a dream and we really want to keep succeeding at that dream because a lot of people think like, Oh, we're just like stay at home, like artists that we don't work. We don't do anything. I, I, I still have my 40 hour a week job. You know, I'm still hustling, you know, getting stuff done. Um, I sleep like four to five hours a, a day, you know, but I'm always working. You know, I don't come home from work and go to sleep. I mean, once in a while, you know, when I was sick a few weeks ago, I came home and went right to bed. But now, um, you know, it's grind time. You know, I have 
a, a few projects that I have to get out of the way before I go to sleep, you know? So just, yeah, I have, I have a, I have a podcast later and I have about two, two to three videos I have to edit. Um, we did, we yeah. did some content that's coming on YouTube very soon and I have to sit and edit. It's, it's yeah. a grind, man. I, I it feel is. you. <laughs> um, really and the thing, the reason why shares help so much is because algorithms on social media, I have 2000 friends, but the chances of them seeing a post I just put out is very slim to none because yeah. algorithms bear like because it, it, it's all who pays the, the 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 social media platform to help the to, to help them grow. And they push that stuff first and your stuff gets buried. That's why if enough people share, that's really, really helpful with the shares and the likes. Um, one of the things I just started, I just put in the links below is we made a discord. So, and this discord is, is set up for not just the podcast, but it's for other people who have things that they want to promote and put out there as well. If I make a discord of a thousand people, if we put to say, Hey, we're live right now, those thousand people are guaranteed to see it because they're on discord. You know what I mean? So if you guys want to join us, it's absolutely free. That doesn't cost you anything. Download discord, join the server. Uh, we have voice chats all the time and there's subreddits for every category. So we have one specifically for horror movies. We have a sports talk. We have pro wrestling. We have video games. We have comic books. Come join and let's have some fun conversations. Um, that's all I really got. Drew, thank you so much once again. Make sure everyone goes out, uh, buys Backroad the movie, leaves a, leave a review, tell people what they thought of the movie, everyone who joined in. Uh, thank you. Make sure you hit that like, share, and subscribe. And um, that's going to do it for episode one of the ABJ podcast. Grab your merchandise, Patreon, uh, and donations are all in the link tree below as well. Um, I love you, man. Thank you. Love you too, man. Thank you. And thank uh, you hang out backstage so I can give you a proper goodbye. And we're going to close out of here with some music by the Converse kid, Billy Trey himself, uh, especially made for me. I love him. <laughs>